0: You're listening to the Known Legacy podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. It is the season of barbecue here in Texas, mm. and uh, if you're not familiar, uh, the fall and the spring uh, tend to be great barbecue seasons. And So do the summer and up. the fall. Well, yeah. yeah in the I winter. Mean, yeah. Like, hard guys will be out there, like, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon with it being 200 degrees out, it's still... You know, throwing barbecue down. But what I'm intrigued by is uh, a year or so ago, um, a buddy here at the uh, shop, he uh, wanted to do Pittsburgh steaks. Have you ever heard of this before? No, 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 no. So, Pittsburgh steak is basically you take a cast iron skillet, you throw it on a uh, propane burner, and you let that thing almost get red hot, right? Okay. You get a really good cut of meat, and you just throw it on there literally 60 seconds aside, and it's so hot, the pan, that it just, like fires up and it's awesome and it sizzles and it crisps the outside of the steak but the inside is like you know rare to medium rare it's fantastic and it's wonderful it was like instantaneous like "Ah!" it was done and we could eat meat you know that's awesome and then the other side of of Texas uh, meat is like the slow cooked brisket that you put on there for 18 hours, and you just you have no idea if it's going to be good or not. You have no idea if it's going to be tender and juicy. Yeah. You just you hope, and you keep tending that fire, and you keep tending that. Yeah, I suck a brisket, and you know I we just I finished a brisket I did a few weeks ago because uh, you know uh, eight pound brisket is is too much meat for us as a family. But anyways. It's never too much.
1: It's ne- I was like eight pounds, never. and that sounded like a small one. It was
0: actually fourteen pounds, but anyways. Um, so anyways, the the point of that is, um, we are. Uh, I, I was thinking about this. the The society that we're living in, we're living in a Pittsburgh steak society where the fire is exceptionally hot, mm. the pan is really hot, and any comment. Is immediately taken out of of not context, but it it becomes like this p- political flashpoint. You yeah. can't even post like, "Hey, my kids look great." Ah, oh, you must be lucky. no masks, and you're yeah. like, "Shut up!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think you know, with the uh, election coming up um, in a few days and yeah. everything else, it's just going to like. You asked earlier, is, this, is it going to be good or bad? And I was like, Bill, it's going to be bad. It doesn't matter who wins. Like at this point, it doesn't <laughs> matter who wins. Yeah. And so how do we back away from the hot pan, the red hot pan that immediately something touches it and it gets caught yeah. on fire to this slow investment into relationships again and into people? So yeah. I think that's kind of what we want to unpack today.
1: Yeah. I You know, this last week I was uh, saying I wanted to just watch the weather on TV. I was getting ready in the morning and I was like, oh, I'll put the TV on. It's
0: safe. It's safe. And watch the weather. The weather. What could the possibly news. Possibly go wrong with weather.
1: And uh, and so uh, the 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 current weather was up, and they said, "Hey, we'll be back in a few minutes with the you know we're we'll back in whatever two minutes with the with like the ten day outlook." And I'm like, "Oh, kill!" Okay, well, that's really what I was trying to figure out. So for like the weekend, all that kind of stuff. And I sat there, and by before I could even get back there, it was all of these uh, commercials that just continued to raise my anxiety or my frustration (laughs) to where I was like, I don't need to care about the kid. So then I just shut it off and I I got on my phone, but I was just like, I was so frustrated because like you said, it's like you, everything becomes a knife. Like how can I, it's more that I feel like the thought is how can I use that against Mm -hmm. somebody? And it's so frustrating And, and our kids see it and our spouses see it. And I just was like, how do, how do we get through this? And so I've really been praying through what we can do because, you know, there was this thought of me is like is this the end is this the end oh, you know like you know you, you talk about the end of cultures and you know the nine My levels of civilization there it is end. you're singing again i am it's nice I But it, to but listen uh, to the doors later today I, <laughs> I, I look at this in the guise of being a follower of jesus and and as i you know to, to blatantly put out is this the end the answer is no it's not when it comes to what what could be someone's end, um, you know the scripture talks about the fact that that once we come to know Christ, we, you know we are eternal beings. Right. And and I guess I want to pull back a little bit and look and see that man, we have this opportunity at this time when people do think, okay, this is it. It's all over with, um, you know, but but, but I, I, I guess I got to push into this idea of of, man, we do hold the hope. And so so as we hold this first in our house and as we start to walk through this idea of like, wow, like what's going to happen at the end of this? You know, and, you know, by the time that this shows, I don't know if if, if all the election results will be actually. Uh, I
0: don't know if anything will still be standing or if it all burns. Correct. But I think what you're talking about is important for us that we've forgotten that we actually have dual citizenship. Like, be, mm-hmm, at our mm-hmm. baptism, we are given a new citizenship. We live currently in this planet, in this earth, under a government, whether we like it or not, and that's one citizenship. But because of Christ, now we have a secondary and an actual eternal citizenship. And I think we've forgotten that. Yeah. And instead of that being the lead reality, which will absolutely affect us. Everything we encounter and how we take part in the political discourse, how we take part in the conversation about masks, how we take part in the conversations with, you know, COVID and whatnot, that's kind of like in the way, way distance. And everything is like, America's citizenship is the most important, you know, and and because of that, it it just, it's become this toxic, toxic place. And so I guess maybe the first thing is we need to be reminded, hey, if you're a believer of Jesus Christ and, and he has... You know, you've been baptized, and and he has claimed you as his own, and he he's you know calling you his kid. Yeah, that's your number one primary citizenship now.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, First Peter two says, but you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light.
0: And that's not talking about a temporal no, reality. that's, that's Eternal, not ta- right? That's not talking about a temporal, position. like time and place. Um, Culture or government that is talking about this idea of like you are a part of a new nation, the Israelite nation being fulfilled of we are now children of God.
1: Yeah, it says you know once you were not a people but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy but now you have received mercy, beloved. I urge you as sojourners and uh, exiles to abstain from the passions of flesh, which war wage war against your soul.
0: Go back to those two phrases: sojourners and.
1: And uh, exiles, exiles, and so which others would say you know that, that we're not of this world, kind of thing, and so, so I think that that you know as we as we look at this, you know that the idea that this isn't our home, this isn't our final place. So 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 if your elected desire did not show up in this election, or or, or you know does not show up, um, I, I I would challenge you to to remember that your citizenship is home, you know is in heaven, that your home is in heaven, because. As a child of God, that is what we've been promised, right? And so, so, so we have a a, a choice to, 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 to use this time wisely to impact th- those around us. But it's a, you know, I, I was thinking about it. I was reading through through like the Gospels, um, and there's this one point where Jesus was going to be lifted up by the people and be forcefully put into office. Basically right. or forcibly put in as like as like the king. And uh, and he fled from that. Right. And and when I what I mean that wasn't like Jesus was afraid of being king. It was the idea that like, no, no, now's not the time and this place isn't is right. isn't where I need to be king. Right. And so 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 I look at that and I'm like he, he had very little uh I guess I'd say uh vantage point or vision for the worldly kingship. But that, but that he would be Lord of our lives. And right. seeing that, man, the heart of man is more valuable. And that's what I love what he talks about. This says, so keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. Now, at the time, the Gentiles were those who didn't know Christ. Right. The Gentiles were those who, didn't, who, who were not Jewish, who didn't believe in the coming Messiah, who had all these different gods. And so it said, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, So as, as that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Mm. So there's something valuable about that, that, that how are we in response to whatever happens on election day? What is our response going to be? God, you know, are we preparing our hearts now for that, for that time? You know, scripture also talks about the fact that, that, you know, when there, there are going to be some who are going to revile you and, you know, accuse you and, and rip you apart. But also to say, it's like don't have something prepared to just say, God, know in my spirit what I believe. God I think opportunities. that's,
0: yeah, it starts, it starts
1: right now in our homes. It starts when our feet hit the ground in the morning, right. dads and moms, that we would get in the word and we would say, God, I need you to remind me who I am as your child right. so that whatever slap in the face I get today, whether it's I'm trying to watch the news and find out the weather and I'm ticked off at the end because I just, I want to just retaliate, but instead it's God, teach me, the, the, the character of who I am according to your word that, right. that your word's true that you're for me that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and God how do I respond to that to be prayerfully considering
0: that and how are we seeing the gospel opportunities that are, are, are bounding in our culture right now because so much is driven by fear and there is no fear in Jesus Christ and so if you find yourself being driven by fear you have to check yourself who am I trusting right now am I trusting in the rescue of a government am I trusting in the rescue of a leader or am I trusting in the rescue of Jesus not just for my eternity but for my day to day and an interesting conversation conversation uh with a guy this morning uh brian kirsch calling you out because uh you are a faithful listener to the podcast so i love that brian he's awesome brian is fantastic if you know brian give him a hug don't don't, don't give God. him a hug Just don't kidding. give him a hug anyways um no but he was he was talking about how he was in a starbucks and um there was a, a, a woman who came in and felt very passionate that the starbucks should adhere to a certain protocol when it came to masks and coffee and talking and everything else which is fine you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know and, and anyway so, so he's prerogative, Yeah. yeah. He, and, and she doesn't do anything but she's waiting outside the Starbucks for him to um, confront him uh, about his, yeah. his what he's doing in the Starbucks and and he had this fascinating little comment about like you know um, I wish I had responded in the gospel but my flesh took over right mm. and he stepped up to the fight. Yeah. And uh, I was like man that that is so true and and I think by his being transparent with me it was it was really wrecking me because I'm like how many times I'm Social media, how many times here or there that I am present or, or, or approaching this from a worldly um, Israelites calling Saul moment rather yeah. than saying, I have my king. Yeah. You know, yeah. and my job is to not win over someone politically. My job is to address the fears that are driving them and try to bring them hope and peace in Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, or, or share the good news of Jesus Christ because first they see it in my life because I'm not driven by fear. Like yeah. at the end of the day, my is not impacted whether Biden wins or Trump wins. It doesn't impact it, yeah. right? And we still have an opportunity to share the good news with our neighbors. We still have an opportunity to share and model the good news for our children. And that has to continue. So let me ask you this, Bill, as, as we are going there, then what is our role in politics? What is our role in the, the discourse that's going on in our culture? Does that mean that we just put our head in the sand like an ostrich and say, ah, it's no big deal? Or, or what what? What is our call to action there, if there is a call to action, knowing that our citizenship is actually with Christ now?
1: Yeah, and I I know the first thing I think about is the fact that we are salt and light. I know we've talked about that before, but I think it's over and over again a good reminder for myself to say, I am light in a dark world, and it is not a government change that's going to make light happen. Um, you know, it, it is the truly the scriptures. And, you know, the first John four eighteen says that there's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. And so this idea that, wow, we, we have an opportunity to share love. Scripture says that, you know, you'll you'll know that we are Christians by our love for one another. So that's it's a first great and foremost. song from
0: the 70s, by the way. Yeah.
1: It, and so the, but this idea of how are we responding first to our brothers and sisters in Christ who may be diametrically opposed to us. Are we losing it on them? Are we fighting with them online? Right. It almost feels like it's the same thing as like in the scripture when when it talks about the lawsuit amongst believers. Right. It's like, guys, calm down. Have these conversations by yourself, you know what I'm saying, with each other. Uh, Talk about this man-to-man, face-to-face. You know, and, and the biggest thing I'm seeing in our society is this lack of relational equity. I know we've talked about this a lot, but it is becoming such a golden commodity. That we need to learn how to have relationships again, how to talk to people and, and have grace and mercy on them. You know, uh, scripture says uh, that, that that we are, I think it's in, uh, let's see, where is it? In Second Corinthians 5, it says we are ambassadors for Christ, uh, God making his appeal through us. We, you know, so the, this idea of... And what's the
0: appeal that he's making? Is it the appeal that um, one political party is favored by God than the other? No, no. Politicians are corrupt. Uh, on both sides of the aisle it doesn't matter the the, the 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 appeal is um you um you are now set free from the mistakes and the sins of your past and your future and because of that you can live and serve boldly in this culture and actually love your neighbor
1: you know when i was in uh, korea a couple years ago and i remember as we were finishing up our conference that we were that we were at that these uh, Chinese brothers and sisters who were going to go back into their country were 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 afraid of what of what could happen to them, but they were not praying for um, how to put it like a lack of persecution. They were praying for strength in the midst of the persecution. They were praying for boldness in the midst of the persecution that they would be a strong witness and testimony to God. And that's the exact
0: thing that Jesus prayed about in John 17. Yeah. You know, when his holy prayer after he instituted the Lord's Supper and he's about to go to the garden now and have this intimate time with his father, with his friends surrounding him. Yeah. And he prays, first for himself second for his disciples not that they would be removed from the world but they would have unity in the world to um withstand whatever the persecution is dude that's beautiful so continue on no no
1: no no so so i think it, it, it's it as they were talking about it 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 just struck a chord with me that like wow my thing is you know at least at that moment i was like i don't i don't want persecution i don't want that and i'm like what if this is the time that God wants us to step up as our families to say what we can control right. is inside our house? We can say, you know, this is going to be a place that we that we are, you know, going to be a, a place of of prayer. We're going to be a place of putting God's word first and making that that most important. This is going to be a place that we commit to say, God, you have control of this place. The right. wor- You know, our government may not be the place that you reign supreme, but in this household you do. So that when persecution, when confrontation happens, when our neighbors don't like the things we say or do, when we continue to rise up as, as followers of Christ to say, God, you know, I'm struggling in my marriage, so therefore I'm giving it to you. And the neighbors go, what is so different of you guys that we would say that it's Jesus? And that is how we become ambassadors. First to our children and to our spouses and then to the world around us. But it starts with us making a commitment right now, before we get the guy we want in, or before right. we get, you know, um, the legislation that we want to see passed, that we say, God, this is the this is the ground that I'm standing on, regardless, right? And having that ready in our heart, um, but at the same time building relationships in that overall with those around us.
0: So instead of taking the hot pan approach where you state something, so I'm going to fire back at you right away, it's taking the long-term smoking meat approach of saying, this is going to take a while. Let's talk about this. Let's see what's going on. Let's live life together. Even though we're diametrically opposed on these political issues, that doesn't make us. Yeah. Politics do not make us. Yeah. Ideas don't make us. We are yeah. something beyond that. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. our fears may influence us and our, our, our concerns may influence us, but to, to be able to invest time and energy into long-term relationships so that when the Spirit moves, we're able to see that and, and act accordingly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so at that moment, it looks like we're flinching Jesus when in all the while we were just responding to him. So, you know, I remember one time I was, I, had, I the the second time that I, that I I smoked some like ribs on my on my smoker, I took them out about an hour too early, and man they were tough. They were tough. And so so I was patient. Been there, done that. I know. So so the third time I was like you know the apple juice and then you cover it in the tin yeah. foil and you take it off and you let it sit and I'm like, no they need about thirty more minutes. And I really was hungry. Like I yeah. wanted to yeah. eat them bad boys right now. Slather them up in that in that awesome sauce and then just just devour mm-hmm. them. And I waited thirty minutes. And it just, I mean, I could smell them everywhere. I feel like I, it's all I could smell was my ribs. Oh, yeah. so I was oh, like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. And I took them off, and finally they were tender enough to just, I mean, they fell right off the bone. The bone actually stayed on the on, on the grill as I pulled off the meat. I'd like to introduce our
0: new sponsor, 407 Barbecue. 407 Barbecue for all your barbecue <laughs> needs.
1: Well, and it's so, so as I'm thinking about that here, I just feel like right now people are tough, tough pieces of meat that just needs some time. And we're, so a lot of times, I'm not ready to give people right. that time. And arguing
0: it's, with them is not going to make them tender.
1: It's, yeah. And so, so it's, it's the long game of building these relationships because there will be a time that you will get to speak truth into them. God doesn't waste time. So he builds these relationships on purpose. So as you continue to impact your family and set the foundation to go, this is who we are as a family, regardless of who comes in, Regardless of what January 1 looks like, um, that, that, that we've set the foundation to say this is who we are as a family. So that whatever comes at us, this is the balance point. This is the basis. This is the, this is the foundation. And then from there, we take that. Basis, And we build relationships with people to say, say, hey, you may be diametrically opposed to me. You might have voted for the other side, whatever it is. But I'm going to continue to build a relationship with you now so that by the time we have this conversation, the meat is smoked enough that it's that it's fork tender and it just tears right off. Does that make sense? I'm so hungry I'm, I'm now. So I want hungry. I want to rip.
0: But no, so 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 to summarize some some things that we need to be passionate about. So number one is truth. We need to be seekers of truth. And that's just just not political truth. That's just not that the data truth on covid or whatever. Yeah. More importantly than all of that is sitting at the feet of Jesus and saying you are the way the truth yeah. and the light John fourteen six. You, I need your truth in this midst And in this moment yeah. So we have to become people passionate about truth Number two is this We've got to be passionate about killing fear Fear in yeah. our own lives Fear on Facebook Fear in people's lives yeah. and, and speaking and living hope We have to be the living hope into the culture that we have because things are going to get more crazy. Yeah, You know, we we don't have 4,000 years of human history where things settle down. Things will ebb and flow and things are going to get more crazy. Yeah. Guess what? You know this people know this the very things that people are looking to for rescue are going to let them down i guarantee it unless it's the cross of jesus christ so be people of truth be people who stamp stamp out fear don't add to it um and man be people that actually genuinely care enough to invest that's the key word invest in the relationships that he has put around you yeah invest in your kids invest in your marriage and then Allow room to invest in the people that sit next to you in the stands at the football game, to invest in the relationships of the people at work, Yep. to invest. And you know what? That might mean that you have to suck down and and chew the cud of your own personal opinion on an issue that's different than theirs. Suck it up, buttercup. Get over it. Your job is not to win the argument. Your job is to allow the spirit to tenderize a heart that may be hard so that they would have eternity With you,
1: and and you you do that so that when you cast truth on them, you realize that they're not angry at you; they're angry at the truth. Right. And so 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 what so what the that the pressure point is is we've got this this relationship that we're building. That okay, I've I've set a stake in my family. I'm doing this so that my kids know what it's like to set a stake in their life and then build relationships with others around them. That eventually, when their kids, their you know their their friends, like, oh, what do you believe? It's palatable. It is, it, it is the sautéed meat that is that, that has been smoked and beautiful and seasoned, and it's not to set up a, an argument, but right. it's to go, this is what I really believe, but that's the biggest thing. It's not so much, oh, I'm going to set up this awesome, ready defense, which I'm fine with building a defense, but it's this idea of, of, of setting up this 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 relationship so that the tension is, man, I don't necessarily agree with them, but they've given me no reason to find fault in who they are, Right. and right now, we do a really good job finding fault in everybody,
0: so- Here's the deal. Social media is not the place that you can invest in relationships. However, social media is a place that you can encourage folks. So I mm-hmm. found um, that one of the best things that, that I've been able to do recently is people that I know are diametrically opposed, they don't post everything that's political. But anything that they post that isn't political, I am encouraging, I'm celebrating, I'm with them, I'm journeying with them. You know, their car breaks down. I'm like, dude, you need anything? Let me know. It doesn't matter. Correct. But don't think that the social media post substitutes or in any way negates the real flesh to flesh relationship building stuff that we have to be willing to invest in.
1: Yeah, and I would say I'd say if you are posting on social media, make sure that you're doing it as equal as much face to face with somebody. Right. So right. so it's not so much don't do it, it's it's man, if that's the only place where I'm at Proclaiming this truth, how much greater would you have if you sat down with someone over a meal or over a cup of coffee and said, and just listened to them, and then was able to share your your opinion, your your your, your belief about what Jesus? Because again, you know, uh, I think it was Penn and Teller, and and I think Penn said something like, "Man, he's he's a devout atheist, but he made some statement about the fact that like, man, he goes he goes it." It almost like concerns his heart that all these Christians wouldn't come up and share that with him. He's like, if they were that passionate about it, why wouldn't they have shared right. what they believed? But that starts with a relationship. So it's not just going up and smacking him over the head. Uh, there, there is certain places for that, but that's not the norm. Right. It should be done through relationship. When you look at Jesus, he just built relationship and relationship. And even, even at moments, he would say, "Guys, now's not the time to sit there and proclaim me." He's like, oh, "I'm going to heal you, but don't tell anybody yet. Right. I want to build this. I want to build this times that people know." That, man, I care about them as an individual. And that's what we start with. But that, but while that is going on, you are building this in yourself to go right. so that when somebody smacks you in the face, Scripture says, turn your cheek the other way. And you're like, well, that's just not natural. It's not. right? But it's spirit driven so that as we begin to get in the word, our kids see, wow, mom and dad love these people and they are diametrically opposed to them. I can do that with people in my school, right? Because that's not going to be the normal. It, it truly is like, oh well, if you don't agree with me, the heck with you. I'm, I'm, I'm following you. I don't want to talk to you. It's mm-hmm. very rare that I'm that I have someone saying, hey, I'd love to have a a gen like online. I'd love to have this great conversation with you with somebody who you know I'm diametrically opposed with, without having an argument or throwing a ton of facts out and not just listening. And again, I know we've talked about this before. I know we've had the over the cup kind of stuff. But this just keeps coming up, especially now with the election and with where we are and how diametrically opposed everybody is from each other, that now's the time for us to step up because our family needs to see it because that's what's going to matter is relationships and family when January 1 hits.
0: So if you are a follower of Christ and you find yourself acting and behaving just like everyone else in the world, that problem is on you. Yeah. I have no other way to say it. Yeah. That problem is on you. Absolutely. And, uh, you. It, it's time... That we begin to act like um, the cross of Christ makes a
1: difference. Yes, it is the only hope. And that's, I think, what, what matters. But if it's the only hope, it's worth it for you to invest in your family, to show them what it's like to have relationships, to show them what it's like to have a solid foundation. And then it's worth it to you to invest in others around you. Because whoever comes in, it is going to get more hopeless. And that is not saying that i that I don't agree with one side more than the other, but that what, what that's saying is that is that people are putting their hope in this legislation or they're putting their hope in this individual, and it's gonna find them faulted. You know, I remember Tom Brady was in it was on a uh, he was being interviewed one time and it's like the fifth ring, married to Giselle and all right. this kind of stuff, and he's like, I just feel like something's still missing. Yep. So the pursuit of whatever we're looking for is not out there. It is in the hope of Jesus. So with you as a parent, you as a father or or a mother, as you're pursuing the dreams that God put on your heart, it starts with knowing what you believe and why yep. and then pursuing those dreams in the midst of the context of a strong family foundation that says we are standing on the word of God and then we bring that to others and we pursue our dreams and we fail and we win and we let them see it and then we start to have those conversations but we've not given ourselves enough time to build those relationships with with, with, with people so when, so when I ask the question is this the end I'm like no this is just the beginning of what someone's story is going to look like when they come to know Jesus yep. and you are the person who has the opportunity to bring that to them but it takes time yep. simmer the meat. Sema, to where eventually it just falls off the bone. Sema, Sema. Hey, God
0: bless you guys. Um, Always follow us on uh, Facebook, Known Legacy Ministries, and uh, check us out on Instagram. And uh, if you're not on the mailing list, go to the website knownlegacy.org and uh, sign up for the uh, the emails that we send out from time to time. And uh, if there's anything we can do to be a partner with you, your church, or your ministry. Please let us know. We're always willing to serve and uh, help out wherever God calls us. You know, us. and if you,
1: if you are listening to this and you're like, I mean, I don't know if I have a relationship with Jesus, we'd love to talk to you. Info at Legacy. Send us an email. We'd love to have that conversation and pray for you and share more about the hope of Jesus that changed both of us so long ago. And it's been a great, great wild ride. It has not been easy, but it's been awesome.
0: Three years in, baby. <laughs>
1: Three years Three in, years. I doubt. <laughs> uh, I'm not seeing that in you, brother. We're hey,
0: thankful for you guys. God bless you guys. Have a good one. And remember, um, man. Uh, the, the issues in our culture are heart issues, not political issues. And uh, the only one that changes the heart is Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.